0: Hello, welcome to The Making of Me, a monologue show where music creators discuss their work and an event that contributed to who they are today. So my name is J C Stewart, and I'm from a town called Macrae in County Derry, which is in Northern Ireland. You know, it's an interesting place. It's it's the the biggest town in the Borough of Mid Ulster in Northern Ireland. It's near Loch Nair, right in the middle. Um, it's about eight thousand people, uh, but it is it's very pretty. It's called the. Uh, three spires because um, there's three big churches in the town with big spires. It's in a valley surrounded by the Sparren Mountains, so in the winter it's all covered in snow and it is really pretty. It's kind of like, you know, it's small town. There's not much to do when you're growing up, but looking back, I loved it. I am a musician, I suppose. Uh, I write songs, I sing songs, uh, I play instruments. So as a kid, I actually, I hated music. I really, I, I could always sing, but I hated music. I didn't like listening to it really. I just thought it was uncool. I loved rugby and that was like my thing. And so obviously being like nine, 10 years old, being a rugby guy, you're like, I can't sing. Singing's for girls or whatever it was at that age. It was ridiculous. Um, but from an early age my mum used to send me to all sorts of stuff, you know, I think I was at ballet when I was three and Irish dancing when I was four and then that turned into musical theatre where I started singing and I was always singing around the house but um, that was when I kind of was like, I don't know, just kind of singing was always just something I could do, I didn't really think much of it um, because again it wasn't cool at the time so I was like well I could just sing yeah but it's not cool. Uh, I did the school play, I did all that stuff, but it took me a long time to actually discover that I enjoyed music and what I loved in music, which was the songwriting process. Because um, songwriting was just not something that occurred to me I don't, at all until I was like 14 or 15. I'd never thought about writing a song. I didn't really think of myself as creative in any sort of way. She saw, I wasn't very good at rugby. That was a big plot point. Uh, I think she saw that quite early on. I, I, they didn't know what hand I was until I was like seven or eight which is because I just couldn't catch things. <laughs> and It's not because anything was wrong with me. I was just terrible at it and I had no hand-eye coordination. And if you see me now, I'm like very gangly and tall. I just, I don't know, just was not bred for sports, you know. So I think my mum could tell that I, I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't built to be a sporting star in the world, shall we say. Um so I think she just kinda of gently guided me into this without really knowing where it was gonna lead um or what that could be, but yeah, she just I think something in her just made made her do it, and it was the best thing she ever did for me, I think. Well, lots of things. She gave birth to me as well. <laughs> what is the making of me? Well that's an easy question. <laughs> Going through school, as a lot of musicians who I know now were as well, I was a bit of an outsider. In the fact that you know, I had I had all my rugby mates, but honestly, being I was terrible at rugby, and I loved it. I loved every single inch of playing it, and knew all the rules and everything. But I just couldn't run, couldn't tackle, couldn't pass, and it was tough. You know, being 12 to 14 and not being Good enough to sort of get on the team, but that's all you wanted, and all my friends were on it. I was like, that's really rubbish. So I was kind of cruising through this thing, not knowing. Obviously, I was young, but I really didn't know who I was or where I fitted in. I was like, I'm not good at rugby, and I'm not really, I'm not bad at school, but I'm not the smart kid either. I was like, well, what do I do? What's my thing? There was one day in my life when I was, I think I was 14 years old, when I went to the theatre, the closest theatre to my town, which is in a town called Cookstown. Uh, The Bernavins Theatre and I went to a workshop that my mum made me go to called the Making Music Workshop and To this day, I think that was the day that my sort of career started I sort of put it down to there because I'd never thought of writing a song and that music workshop was literally Focused on teaching kids how to write songs. And I think I've written a song every day since I went to that workshop I went willingly I think (laughs) I I don't remember being handcuffed into a car and forced to go I remember it was in the middle of the summer and it was so hot. It was absolutely roasting and it was just a pile of kids. I don't remember what it smelled like but I can't remember it being great. Do you know those like small town theatres you go in where they can have the seats all down but they can push them right to the back of the room as well? So it just creates this big empty square space. And then they had really cheap plastic tables and there was big old metal chairs that you saw in WWE when they hit people around the head. Um, and then just loads of whiteboards and some guys on stage playing instruments. I went to this workshop and there was five guys there, but there was a drummer there, and I remember he had big crazy hair, and he just started like, they just started sort of jamming on stage and he just had this groove, and I was just like, oh, that's quite cool. And then the saxophone player just started putting down like a riff, and they just stopped. And they were like, right, that's done. I'm like, what do they just do? And they were like, well, we just kind of wrote something. And it might be rubbish, it might be good, but that just came out of thin air. And there's something about that just clicked for me, being like, you can just grab something out of thin air and just make it a thing and it exists when it didn't exist five seconds ago. And I think that moment, literally from that day, that just clicked so hard that I was just like, well, that's what I do now. I'm a songwriter. Uh, I remember the lead guy was called Lindley Hamilton and he's a local like jazz trumpet player and he teaches in like the university of Belfast and teaches music um, and he was there and he was just so passionate about this songwriting thing and about Northern Irish music, and he talked about this guy called Foy Vance, who I'd never heard of, um, and Foy Vance, if you don't know, is this songwriter from Northern Ireland who I've now learned uh, to know as a legendary songwriter. I've, I've been lucky enough to tour with him, and, and some of the songs he's written are, I think, masterpieces that will go down to my head as the best songs of all time. And he's also written for you know Ed Sheeran and Alicia Keys and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. and He's from Bangor in Northern Ireland where Snow Patrol and Tudor Cinema Club and loads of these amazing artists are from and they were talking about this guy and they played the music and I was like, ah. I didn't think someone from Northern Ireland could write songs because I knew that Snow Patrol existed but I didn't. They were so big that they weren't Northern Irish in my head. There were this band on the radio that I was like, oh, they, they yeah, they're... But they don't write songs. They just sing songs. But I remember there was actually, there was another guy there as well called Ruri. And me and him that day started my first ever band out of that. I remember the name of the band now because we were sitting there and they're like, right, what's, what's your band called? I was wearing a t-shirt from a concert I'd been to a week ago that my mum had made me go to, which was a James Morrison concert. And he had an album called Songs For You, Truth For Me. So my first band was called Truth For Me, which I just ripped from the t-shirt. I've met James since. I told him he didn't get it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't get it? He's like, what's it from? I'm like, oh, it's from your album title. He's like, oh, cool, man. I'm like... Not gonna lie, I built that moment up in my head. You didn't appreciate it as much as I thought, but that's okay. But it was just like, oh, this is something I've done, and it was really special at the time. I think I connected with myself, as cheesy as that sounds, more than anything, and was just like it just for the first time I kinda knew what I wanted to do. And I remember that day being like, I'm gonna be a songwriter. I didn't know how that looked, but the rest of my life has kind of been so far chasing that. and uh, My dad's been amazing. My, he, he, would, he would claim himself that he's not very musical and I couldn't tell you if he is or he isn't because he's never tried it. But he is potentially one of the smartest and most creative people I've ever come across in my whole life. Um, He worked in business, he owned a shop which was called JC Stewart and that's what our family business was called for like over a hundred years and he ran that, he was a genius and it was in this little small town in Northern Ireland but would win awards for all over the world for just local produce and stuff and he was a marketing genius and he knew how to reach people and how to connect with people and I think my dad sold the business a few years ago which is sad but also he kind of asked me, he's like you know, I've got to ask you, like, do you want to take it over? I was like, no. <laughs> so I've taken it over in a different way. Because my birth name is John Callum Stewart, but I've always been called Callum. Uh, but my grandfather made my mum add a J on before the Callum Stewart. Um, so they picked the first name they could think of, John. <laughs> Thanks for the creativity, guys. Um, and yeah, uh, John Callum Stewart is my name. And every time someone calls me John, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's me. That is me, especially at the airport. I remember someone from my management came to Belfast and we were at the pub with all my mates and she was like, Oh, J C and my mates just went, Not here <laughs> He's Callum here. He's he's not changing. He thinks he's he thinks he's this J C kid. Nah, 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 nah. Callum. So it's been my dream to move to London since I was six, seven years old. Don't know why, um, I think we just came when I was a kid and it was just the perfect age for me to just grab onto something and the landmarks and everything just and the history just made sense to me and I loved it. So I've had posters all around my room since I was a kid, um, but the only way I could afford to move over or I thought it was realistic for me to get here was to go to university. So I actually moved to Brighton for a year and a half where I studied international relations um, at the University of Sussex. Uh, for one year, didn't do the three but did the one, got in a lot of debt uh, but was able to kind of survive and start coming up to London on the train I was able to get a room in a flat and I've been here for two years now and it's the best thing I've ever done, I love it here so much, it's class I'd released a couple of songs online and I'd started getting into songwriting sessions just by people I'd known over the years and just kind of begging people to get into the studio with and rooms with them and it started really low and um, one of the sessions I did was with a friend of mine called Sam Merrifield who had this manager and um, this guy called Luke and I wrote a song with him and the manager wasn't interested and I was like fine, cool. You kind of got that every day, and you're like, yeah, yeah, just keep going. Then two days later, I got a call from this guy, and he was like, changed my mind, I want to work with you. Um, and from that day on, I've been working with him for two and a half years now, pretty much. And then I played a festival called The Great Escape in Brighton um, with a band of my friends from Belfast, and we they kind of they played for nothing. I couldn't pay anybody. They were sleeping on my sofa, the whole thing. And um, it wasn't a nice sofa either. It was in like a rat-infested student house in Brighton. It was grim. It was horrible. Um, but yeah, they kind of, they came over and then I looked at the back and two or three of my heroes from Snow Patrol were there and I was like, ah, I was just like the exact noise my brain made. Um, And then, yeah, they literally, the drummer Johnny came up to me after and usually in music people are like to and fro and I'm like, yeah, we might. he just went, I'm going to sign you. And it was done. Just like that. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> And I was going to the band being like, Snow Patrol are going to sign me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, mate. And I'm like, no, he just said he was. He said he was going to sign me. Um, but yeah, so they did. And it's been amazing. It's also a bit scary because it's an absolutely r- ridiculous thing to want to be as a songwriter. And uh, it's a hard job and it's hard to get into. And uh, financial security is not a thing that I've ever known to exist or heard of. <laughs> I've got a new song out called lying that you love me so the influence for my new single i draw a lot of influence from my friends and the people around me because i think things can only happen so much to you and you can only write so much about it so why not open your eyes a bit and see what other people are up to and i wrote this song with a couple of friends of mine in wales and um yeah one of the guys was going through this thing and he just said the phrase i miss you lying that you love me and when he was talking about his ex and you're like that's a song <laughs> that's it and yeah we just kind of wrote about that thought of even though you know it's terrible and even though you know it's better that you're not there it was kind of safe being there because you knew what it was all about even though it was awful so it was kind of I miss you line that you love me I miss you saying that you're sorry I know we're better off alone and I can't let go but I miss you line that you love me so would you say it again and it's just that sort of to and fro of life of knowing something's bad but still craving it anyway Maybe I was spell Shot us down war, us off more said i never need you again i said I never i'm going to try <laughs> try doing acting this year and um, cuz i was i was at the pub one night and i told someone i could act through several pints of guinness and um my management heard about it and they're like you can act and i've just got to i've got to go with it now um i don't know if i can or not it's i'm in too deep I'm in Far Too Deep. So the last music video I did, they're like, got on set. They're like, oh, you know, you're, you're acting in this one. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so sex education is the only thing I want to be in. Having said that, I would, I just want to be in a cowboy film. Because, um, I don't know if I can play this on here, but I've just got an app called Calm App, which is like if you can't sleep. However, they do these um, sleep th- Things where, like, you'll get, like, an actor reading you to sleep. Now, Matthew McConaughey does a version of this. Imagine going to sleep, which I do with this on. But, like, he actually did this seriously. Like, Let's see. Well, hello there. <laughs> I'm Matthew McConaughey. I'm Matthew McConaughey. So, I just want to do that in a cowboy film. A special sleep story called Wonder. Before we begin... Sorry, I just want to point out this is 29 minutes a night uh, long. So... I just want to be in a Western film and do that voice. That's all, That's the dream now. That's all I want to do. For, honestly, I just have the app for that now. I just want to show people that all the time. Because I just played it randomly. It's like, right, I'm going to sleep, you know, a bit, bit stressed. I'm going to put it on, hit play, and all of a sudden, eyes widen. <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a bit sensual. You know, it's a bit like, I didn't expect to get turned on by Matthew McConaughey in my life. But it happened. <laughs> It's just the way it is. Is there anybody else I write? Nick Offerman, yeah. that's gotta be good, that's the guy from Parks and Recreation. Let's see, let's see what his sound's like. If we can hear it. Hello there. My name's Nick Offerman. <laughs> <laughs> what is with the voices? Might be like Well, oh, didn't see you there. I'm JC Stewart. You have to why is it why are these voices like that? Maybe this is my new thing. I could just do it in Liam Neeson's voice, but like, well hello there my name is liam neeson that's that's all i have that's really bad i can't do impressions that one just hurt my throat <laughs> i should do one right if you're listening to this uh, from the cam app um i would like i would like to come in and read a bedtime story for the people thank you if you enjoyed this episode hit the share button on your podcast app and send it to a friend if you're a music creative and are interested in featuring on the show, please get in touch with us via our social media channels using the handle at Don't Skip Media at D-O-N-T-S-K-I-P-M-E-D-I-A. Thank you.